0: Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. It is like 6 a.m. because I got a busy day today. Uh, Oh, the date? The date is Wednesday, September 29th. Um, This is Lisa, and we're going to continue on with uh, 2nd Baruch. Um... I've been up for just a little while. Had the weirdest dreams. Oh my goodness. I won't go into that. Um but yeah, today I gotta run over to Phoenix. That is about two and a half hours. Get some supplies for the little the little farmstead I'm I'm gonna be trying to get going here. So far, I've settled on, I know I'm going to get uh 11 chickens for my son. He's got 11 chickens. I was only going to take five, and now I'm going to take all 11. And I was thinking, I wonder if I should name them. I suppose I should, you know? And so I was considering the names of the 11 apostles, You don't want to name one Judas. That would not be good. But anyway, that's just something I was thinking about. Um, Yeah, so I've got to go do that. And then uh, there's a favorite spot halfway that I always stop for lunch. And sit and eat in a park. It's a really pretty park there. And so I have to do that. And then I'll spend some time with my other son and then probably go to the church service tonight. There's a church that I just started going to recently and I really like it. It's not like any other church I've been to before. It's a normal Christian church, but it's, I just really like it. They, they, they do a lot of music and a lot of praying Worship and praise, and prayer. Pray for others. Um, it's just trying to get into the presence of God. You know, and and it's it's real spiritual. I really like it. So anyway, we left off on chapter sixty-eight. This is the bright twelfth waters. And as we said yesterday, this is Jesus. So at the end of all of the, the 11 different waters, the bright and dark alternating, the 12th one, I believe that he's going to talk about, from some of the notes I'm seeing on the next page, that it's, it's going from Jesus all the way up to the consummation of this time. All right. And the bright twelfth waters which you have seen, this is the word. For after these things, time will come when your people shall fall into distress, so that they shall all run the risk of perishing together. Nevertheless, they will be saved, and their enemies will fall in their presence. It's really comforting, isn't it, that all of the apocalyptic books, all written at different time periods, they all say the same thing. The righteous live forever. The wicked fall in our presence. We see it. We get to see it. And they will have in time much joy. And at that time, after a little interval, Zion will again be rebuilt. And its offerings will again be restored. And the priests will return to their ministry. And also the Gentiles will come to glorify it. Not sure what that means, but there we go. Nevertheless, not fully as in the beginning. But it will come to pass after these things that there will be the fall of many nations. These are the bright waters which you have seen. For the last waters which you have seen, which were darker than all that were before them, those which were after the twelfth number, which were collected together, belong to the whole world. So there's dark waters after the bright twelfth waters. For the Most High made division from the beginning, because he alone knows what will befall. For as to the enormities and the impieties which should be wrought before him, he foresaw six kinds of them. And of the good works of the righteous which should be accomplished before him, he foresaw six kinds of them, beyond those which he should work at the consummation of the age." On his account, there were not black waters with black, nor bright with bright, for it is the consummation. Here, therefore, the interpretation of the last black waters which are to come, this the word. Behold, the day is come, and it shall be when the time of the age has ripened. I want to interject something in all of the early writings. um, Some of them i'm not going to read those i'm i'm not thinking because they're extra biblical um some in the Neg Hammadi, and i believe that's a place that they found these it's a library of writings from the first century some of them talk about other eons and i i believe there there were or are to come other eons. Whether we're the first, I don't know. Uh, I was just reading something on that a little earlier about, oh, let's see, how do I describe that? In the beginning, God created. Okay, that phrase right there in the original Hebrew, the, the word the, wasn't in there. So in beginning, in the beginning, in a beginning, in beginning. You know, you have the italicized words in the Bible. They were added for clarity, but they weren't there in the original Hebrew or Greek. So in beginning, in this beginning, there God created the heavens and the earth. You know, God is infinite. To steal from a comment from another person in this thread that I was looking at. He's infinite. And he can create as many earths as he wants, like like it was shown to Moses in chapter 59 of 2nd Baruch. We read that two days ago. God can create as many universes as he wants. Excuse me, he can create as many earths as he wants. Even in John 10, Jesus talks about he came back again. You know, how many times will the Lord command Jesus to come back? We don't understand what the Father is doing, but Jesus is very happy to do whatever the Father tells him to do. The God that we serve is unfathomable, fathomable. We cannot comprehend this God. All we know is that he's merciful and just, and he's also a consuming fire. He's long-suffering. He gives us peace. Everything he does is in love. We don't understand it, but we also don't get to see him and see what he's made of and all of that. It's, it's too big for us. Okay, and the harvest of its evil and good seeds has come that the mighty one will bring upon the earth and its inhabitants and upon its rulers perturbation of spirit and stupor of heart. So remember we saw that word yesterday, perturbed. The perturbation of spirit. It is something made turbulent. And they shall hate one another and provoke one another to fight. And the mean shall rule over the honorable. And those of low degree shall be extolled above the famous. And the many shall be delivered into the hands of the few. And those who were nothing shall rule over the strong. Yay! And the poor shall have abundance beyond the rich. Cool. And the impious shall exalt themselves above the heroic. And the wise shall be silent, and the foolish shall speak. Neither shall the thought of men be then confirmed, nor the counsel of the mighty, nor shall the hope of those who hope be confirmed. And when those things which were predicted have come to pass, then shall confusion confusion fall upon all men. And some of them shall fall in battle, and some of them shall perish in anguish and some of them shall be destroyed by their own. Then the Most High Peoples, whom he has prepared before, and they shall come and make war with the leaders that shall then be left. Uh, I wrote in that margin there, Armageddon, because uh, in the War Scroll of the Dead Sea Scrolls, they talk about a big war between the living dead and the light beings. I don't remember how they exactly word it. I think it's the beings of darkness against the beings of light or something like that. Um, Armageddon is going to be a very special sort of war, whether or not it's physically fought in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, or whether it is something spiritual that takes place across the earth, or whatever it is. And it shall come to pass that whoever gets safe out of the war shall die in the earthquake, and whoever gets safe out of the earthquake shall be burned by the fire, and whoever gets safe out of the fire shall be destroyed by famine. So us light beings, assuming you listening, me, and whoever who prayed to be worthy to escape the things that are coming on the earth, uh, provided we are filled with the spirit of God and all of his fullness, actually, in the consummation of time, those alive, that's what it's expected, is that we are filled with his fullness. that we don't go through any of that. And it shall come to pass that whoever of the victors and the vanquished gets safe out of and escapes all these these things aforesaid will be delivered into the hands of my servant Messiah, for all the earth shall devour its inhabitants. Remember that verse? Something about uh, falling into the hands of an angry God or something like that? Um, These will follow be delivered into the hands of my servant Messiah and the Holy Land shall have mercy on its own and it shall protect its inhabitants at that time. This is the vision which you have seen and this is the interpretation for I have come to tell you these things because your prayer has been heard with the most high. Chapter 72. Hear now also regarding the bright lightning which is to come at the consummation after these black waters. This is the word. After the signs have come of which you were told before when the nations became turbulent and the time of my Messiah is come, he shall both summon all the nations and some of them he shall spare and some of them he shall slay. These things therefore shall come upon the nations which are which are to be spared by him. Every nation which knows not Israel and has not trodden down the seed of Jacob shall indeed be spared. And this because some of out of every nation shall be subjected to your people. But all those who have ruled over you or have known you shall be given up to the sword. So we really don't know who is saved and who isn't. That was one thing the pastor of this church said on Sunday. You, yes, you know, all who confess and believe in their heart shall be saved. But you can't look at another person and say, that person is saved. That person is not saved. You know, we can't do that. Um, And it shall come to pass when he has brought low everything that is in the world and has sat down in peace for the age, for the age, on the throne of his kingdom, that joy shall then be revealed and rest shall appear. One thing that I was considering this morning, and I didn't read this anywhere. It was just a thought that I had. Was God created um, this world, this earth, in seven days, and then He rested on the seventh day? that is the Sabbath. So then he instituted with Moses in the law, work for six days, rest on the seventh, just as he did. Okay, this age is likened to 6,000 years of man striving, and then the millennial reign is Jesus ruling for the seventh, and that is the millennial rest. And then it says the uh, devil will be released at the end of that. Well, I used to think that that must have been written wrong or that can't be right. But to make war. But what if there's another week, in quotation marks, that comes like, like it was told to Moses. What if, I'm just saying, these are things to think about. What if there's another seven days, another, another creation, there's a new heaven and a new earth. And that millennial reign will be on the new earth. After that millennial reign, are we taken off? And then another age begins 6,000 years of man striving, And then another, you know, we don't know. We don't know these things. It was just something I was thinking of because there's week after week after week there isn't just one week there isn't just one sabbath okay and rest shall appear and then healing shall descend in dew and disease shall withdraw and anxiety and anguish and lamentation i don't know if that's lamentation lamentation sounds more right to me pass from amongst men and gladness proceed through the whole earth and no one shall again die untimely nor shall any adversity suddenly befall. Talk of, this is talking about the millennial reign. Okay, I'm write that down. And judgments and abuse of talk and of contentions and of revenges and blood and passions and envy and hatred, and whatsoever things are like these shall go into condemnation when they are removed. For it is these very very things which have filled this world with evils. And on account of these, the life of man has been greatly troubled. I just want to say one more thing on that last note. Just like the governments want us to believe certain things, and therefore they create organizations that push those beliefs on us. These are atheists or God-haters just like that man was the one and yes we have to point out it was the roman catholic church is it constantine the papacy they are the ones who set in motion the scripture that we have and they took these books out that these books that broaden our understanding of what the world is really like The apocalyptic books were taken out, except for Revelation. And Revelation is so mysterious, no one can understand it. Uh, Or I should say, ultra-spiritual. It takes a lot of Revelation to understand it, so they didn't get it. Uh, They took out, according to their human wisdom, I believe, not born again of the Holy Spirit, who gives understanding and wisdom from on high okay so here here we have a book that's like widely ignored but not destroyed why did not god get rid of this book maybe there's things in here he wants people to know all right and wild beasts shall come from the forest and minister unto men and asps and dragons shall come forth from their holes to submit themselves to a little child We know that verse. The child will play by the viper's den. And women shall no longer have pain when they bear. More children will be born. Nor shall they suffer torment when they yield the fruit of their womb. That's cool. I would love to have kids. Oh, i got to tell my daughter. Yes, there will be kids in the millennium. She was thinking that in this life that's all there is there's no more kids to be had and she really wants to have another one um, but is afraid to because of the medical procedures that are required these days and it shall come to pass in those days that the reapers shall not grow weary nor those that build be toil worn for the work shall of them of themselves speedily advance together with those who do them in much tranquility for that time is the consolation of that which is corruptible And the beginning of that which is not corruptible. Therefore, those things which were predicted shall belong to it. Uh, I'm going to go back. I was, uh, let me put on the do not disturb. Okay. For that time is the consummation of that which is corruptible. And the beginning of that which is not corruptible. Again, we talked about that. We talked about that yesterday, I think, um, in Corinthians, about the corruptible and the incorruptible and the celestial and the terrestrial. Therefore, those things which were predicted shall belong to it. Therefore, it is far away from evils and near to those things which die not. This is the bright lightning which came after the last dark waters. Chapter 75, and I answered and said, Who can understand, O Lord, your goodness? For it is un- incomprehensible. Or who can search into your compassions, which are infinite? Or who can comprehend your intelligence? Or who is able to recount the thoughts of your mind? Or who of those who are born can hope to come to, these, to those things? Unless he is one to whom you are merciful and gracious. Because if assuredly you did not have compassion on man... Those who are under your right hand, they could not come to those things, but those who are in the numbers named can be called. But if indeed we who exist know wherefore we have come, and submit ourselves to him who brought us out of Egypt, we shall come again and remember those things which have passed, and shall rejoice regarding that which has been. But if now we know not wherefore we have come and recognize not the principate of him who brought us up out of Egypt, we shall come again and seek after those things which have been now and be grieved with pain because of those things which have befallen. So Baruch is still questioning. He's like, yes, Lord, you're very good. You're very good but we're still in that what was it the 11th black waters and and it's still dark and sorry it's early and it's still dark and it's like lord we're in perilous times you know oh man uh, chapter 76 and he answered and said unto me inasmuch as the revelation of this vision has been interpreted to you as you requested Hear the word of the Most High, that you may know what is to befall you after these things. For you shall surely depart from this earth, nevertheless not unto death, but you shall be preserved unto the consummation of the times. I want to point something out there. When Jesus returns with all the holy angels, or when Jesus returns, comes back in a cloud, Could there be the cloud of witnesses? Is Baruch going to be there with them and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Abraham and uh, Moses? And will Moses and Elijah be standing in Jerusalem where the temple was? Was the temple really right there? Was that just Herod's temple? Did they say that that's where the temple was? I've been underneath it. On the tour, I went to Israel three years ago. It was m- m- fabulous, magnificent, marvelous. I loved it, but there's also a question that there was a temple in uh Qumran, and there's the outline of a temple in Qumran, and it's like which temple. Was some of this stuff taking place in okay Herod's temple? Yes, is when they where they had all the stuff go on, and James, the brother of Jesus, was thrown down. And I mean, they they wouldn't have all ran over to Qumran, but you know the there the the high priest had the right to enter into the holy of holies in the temple. Jesus was in the order of Melchizedek, the Zadokite priesthood. Was he able to enter into any of those most holy places? There was that one temple, and he was walking past it, and he said, "This I'll, I can throw this down and rebuild it in three days. You know, there's so much that we don't know. There's just so much we don't know. It's sad. All right, so go up, therefore, to the top of that mountain. And there shall pass before you all the regions of that land, and the figure of the inhabited world, and the tops of the mountains, and the depths of the valleys, and the depths of the seas, and the number of the rivers, that you may see what you are leaving, and whither you are going. Now this shall befall after forty days. Go now therefore during these days, and instruct the people, so far as you are able, that you may learn so as not to die at the last time, but may learn in order that they may live at the last times. Like Jesus said, not everyone will die during this age. Baruch apparently is one that did not. Elijah did not. Enoch did not. Um, Baruch is not talked about later on like in the New Testament. And whether that happened to him like it is with Enoch, um but it's also you know vague about the body of Moses. This Baruch says Moses didn't die, so you know are there people that have been translated to heaven and haven't died possible it's it certainly is possible. We read about the ones that have been recorded. What about the ones that haven't been recorded? You know, Enoch is kind of put up on a pedestal like he was the only one that that happened to. And same with Elijah. But if God did it for those two, he could certainly do it for others. Uh, Okay. And I Baruch went there and came to the people and assembled them together from the greatest to the least, and said unto them, "Hear, you children of Israel, behold how many you are who remain of the twelve tribes of Israel, for to you and to your fathers the Lord gave a law more excellent to all than all than to all peoples, and because your brethren transgressed the commandments of the Most high, He brought vengeance upon you and upon them." And he spared not the former, and the latter also he gave into captivity, and he left not a residue of them. But behold, you are here with me. He's talking to the remnant. If therefore you direct your ways aright, you also shall not depart as your brethren departed, but they shall come to you. For he is merciful whom you worship, and he is gracious in whom you hope, and he is true so that he shall do good and not evil you have not seen here, have you not seen here what has befallen Zion? Or do you perchance think that the place had sinned, and that on this account it was overthrown, or that the land had wrought foolishness, and that therefore it was delivered up? He's saying it wasn't the land that sinned, it was you. And "'Know you not that on account of you who did sin, "'that which sinned not, was overthrown, "'and on account of those who wrought wickedly, "'that which wrought not foolishness "'was delivered up to its enemies. "'And the whole people answered and said unto me, "'So far as we can recall the good things "'which the Mighty One has done unto us, "'we do recall them. "'And those things which we do not remember, "'he in his mercy knows. "'Nevertheless do this for us, your people.' Write also to our brethren in Babylon an epistle of doctrine and a scroll of hope that you may confirm them also before you do depart from us. So this is around the Jeremiah in the upper 30s where the remnant is there. For the shepherds of Israel have perished and the lamps which gave light are extinguished and the fountains have withheld their stream whence we used to drink. And we are left in the darkness, and amid the trees of the forest, and the thirst of the wilderness. And I answered and said unto them, Shepherds and lamps and fountains come from the law, and though we depart, yet the law abides. If there you, therefore you have respect to the law, and are intent upon wisdom, a lamp will not be wanting, and a shepherd will not fail, and a fountain will not dry up. Nevertheless, as you said unto me, I will write also unto your brethren in Babylon, and I will send by means of men, and I will write in like manner to the nine tribes and a half, and send by means of a bird. Interesting. And Baruch was a scribe. They were calling on him to write. And it came to pass on the one and twentieth day in the eighth month that I, Baruch, came and sat down under the oak under the shadow of the branches, and no man was with me, but I was alone. And I wrote these two epistles. One I sent by an eagle to the nine and a half tribes, and the other I sent to those who were at Babylon by by means of three men. Isn't that eagle? (laughs) Interesting. An eagle brought the message. That's so cool. An eagle brought the message. They did use eagles back in the day. I would highly recommend watching, if you can find it on YouTube, Dutch Sheets describes the war eagles see if you can find that it's pretty cool okay and I called the Eagle and spoke these words unto it (laughs) the Most High hath made you that you should be higher than all birds and now go and tarry not in any place nor enter a a nest nor settle upon any tree till you have passed over the breadth of the many waters of the river Euphrates and have gone to the people that dwell there and cast down to them this epistle Remember, moreover, that at the time of the deluge, Noah received from a dove the fruit of the olive, which he sent it forth from the ark. Yea, also the ravens ministered to Elijah, bearing him food, as they had been commanded. Solomon also, in the time of his kingdom, whithersoever he wished to send or seek for anything, commanded a bird, and it obeyed him as he commanded it. That's pretty cool. We did not know this. And now let it not weary you and not turn to the right hand nor the left, but fly and go by a direct way
1: that you may preserve the
0: command of the mighty one, according as I said unto you. Well, that's cool. We'll stop there. End of chapter 77. The, well, and then uh, the animals, of course, obeyed God, like the ox that had the cart <clears throat> with the ark on it. Um, so we did chapter sixty through seventy-seven. Well, we did a lot today. No, sixty-eight through seventy-seven. Okay, another nine. Uh so we'll leave it there. But that's wow. So this that we're reading right now could've could have been what was brought by an eagle to the nine and a half tribes or it could be the one that was sent by the men. You know, um, don't know, don't know. Uh, oh, so the next verses is the epistle of Baruch, the son of Neriah, which he wrote to the nine and a half tribes. Um, all right, yeah. So what what we're going to be reading coming up, 78 to 86, and wait a minute, is that the end? Oh, that's the end. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to finish Baruch. It's going to be the epistle that was sent to, by the eagle, to the nine and a half tribes. Well, that's exciting. So we're almost done with Baruch. Huh. I think it's been very interesting. But we'll pick it up tomorrow. Um, right now I have to get ready to head over to Phoenix and get some stuff. It's very chilly out. Oh, the birds are outside wondering when I'm going to feed them. Three mountain, four mountain bluebirds. Oh, they're still munching on the... I make this peanut suet crunch stuff. It's like $7 a bag in the store. I think you can get it for maybe 5 or $6 a bag off of Amazon five mountain bluebirds but they wipe it out in one day so it's like i only put it out there for a treat whoops uh yesterday the it was really chilly in the morning and i thought well this will be a nice treat you know get them all warmed up well the, the mountain bluebirds they wipe it out before anybody else can get to it but that's okay so i'm gonna go feed the birds, and I gave them the last of that, so I'll have to make some more but yeah, I make it with um cornmeal, and I don't remember there's just a bunch of stuff that goes in there oats and i and I have stuff that's just expiring you know i I'm one person I don't use up all of my big thing of oats or you know whatever so I take the stuff that's expiring and I mash it together and give it to the birds. I make sure it's safe. All right. So time to go and I wish you all a blessed day.